I've got about 10 seconds to tell you about how you can get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win a five-night trip to the New York Comedy Festival while you're there, too. But I've run out of time. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, and I am with Emily Dean, and also Steve Williams. Yay! Not the one who had their last show on BBC Breakfast. That's Sean <laughs> Williams. Sean. People thinking, God, she's a she's a fast mover. <laughs> <laughs> this is better than Salford, apparently. Yeah, exactly. yeah, she didn't want. That's why she left. There's all this big emotional farewell. She just didn't want to go to Manchester. Snob. She's back on the radio, isn't she? That's what she's doing now. Can't hear you, Steve. This is your big moment, your big break, and I can't hear you. And I blew it. Oh, too late. Now, that was... Steve actually just did the best joke I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of your Sean Williams material. She's back on the radio, did you say? Yeah, she's, she's working in radio, I think. That's what she's done. She's come back. She's yeah, not gone I forever, don't want Frank. her sniffing around my gigs, Frank. No, I think that's what um, Rodri, <laughs> Rodri's wife, said. Um, that was a Ryan Giggs joke, but I couldn't remember the name of all the key players. Yeah. What's the name of Ryan Natasha? Giggs' wife? Oh, Natasha. Yes. Thanks very much for that. Okay. See, that's what happens when you get old. Your killer one-liners dwindle into what's the name of that? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I saw Jackie Mason last night, the uh, elderly uh, Jewish comedian. He, he's enough old. Uh, it's very difficult when you see Jackie Mason live. Um, Why is that? It's because when you get home, your girlfriend says. How was Jackie Mason? And you say, he's getting old, but he was funny. And he's talking about this, and it was great. And I liked it. And you, you can't stop talking. I thought the radio show tomorrow is me going to be saying. And then you get the Jews who go, and they're climbing at the big 4 by for There's 83-year-old Jews climbing in a 4 by And it's it's very, very infectious indeed. I always get that when I get to the cinema. I come out walking a bit like the hero. Or I think the synagogue. Yeah, not the synagogue. I haven't, I haven't got that far down the Jackie Mason route. How is his hair and makeup looking? I'm just uh, curious. He looked like a man who was. Um, what is it with even the very rich, even Paul McCartney? When they go in grey and they dye their hair, it goes purple. What is that? Aubergine, yeah. What is it? Aubergine. I don't know, but generally, men, just FYI, don't dye your hair. That's all I have to say on the subject. No, Leave well, it to I, the ladies. As you may have noticed, I'm not. I don't usually think these are individual highlights <laughs> that I've put in with. I got, I got some grey dye, and I did each each hair. But um, no, obviously, anyone who dyes their hair um, is essentially a liar. But anyway, um, text us in on eight twelve fifteen. <laughs> and uh, we'd we'd love to hear from you. As if I also said something to Steve Williams that I haven't said for years. When he came in, he went to sit on like a stool. You might not notice this, Steve. And I, and and then the settee there was, a, there was a space on the settee, and I said, "Have have a backrest." Have a backrest. And we used to say that when you go into the pub, there'd be some chairs that had backs on and some that mm. were stools. And if you're, you'd say, "Well, I'll have, I'll have a backrest." And it was, it's like a, it was a, a treat. A treat. It was an yeah. absolute treat. Oh, you could lean back a little bit. Oh, I have a backrest this morning, and I'm proud of that. So I, um, I spent the weekend, um, what we used to call in the West Midlands back in the day, visiting, visiting, yeah. which means you just. Go from house to house visiting people, not for food or anything like that, not for a meal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just turn up. Uh, in those days, we didn't we didn't uh, make appointments. You just go. You think, oh, we'll go and see. What happened to visiting? 
I, it's sort it's, of gone off the radar, hasn't it? I don't think people... I don't know if this still happens in the other part of the, the country, and I'd love to hear from our listeners on 8.12.15. It's all, all going to be a Christian O'Connell breakfast show. But um, <laughs> we used to not phone ahead, mainly because none of us had phones. <laughs> Even landlines, we didn't have that. So you just turned up. Sometimes you'd turn up, and they'd be out, and you'd rip the corner off an envelope from your pocket and say that you'd called and put that through the letterbox. And are you carrying that envelope just in case? I still carry that envelope <laughs> to this day. Still jagged. Anyway, I, what part of my um, visiting, um, which was... Uh, I went... I, I was going to see Fairport Convention. Oh. Do you know that band? 1967. Steve's looking very confused. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm still looking at your hair. There's <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> is, is Frank a liar? I don't know. Yeah. What were you looking at? My hair? I was yeah. to see if I dye it. Yeah. I he thought, doesn't dye it. I thought it was a reference to the fin that I carved this morning in with gel <laughs> on the front. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I, I couldn't go. And, they were on uh, Saturday night. They, they, they were the kings of folk rock, basically. They okay. champion folk rock in this country. And they were doing a gig in London, and I couldn't go. I was doing something else. So what I did, I, and this is a great, if you can't make a gig, what about this? I went to the sound check. Oh, nice, yeah. So there was just, like, four of us sitting in the arena watching the sound check. In an arena, just four of you. Well, it was, I say arena, it was, uh, it was a about... Small room in Camden. Yeah, it was about a 600-seater. <laughs> I don't know why I said arena. Perhaps I was thinking of Tina Arena. I so often am nowadays. That woman haunts my every thought. I'm not quite sure who she is, but nevertheless. Anyway, so I thought, wouldn't it be great if weddings were like this? Four you could people. say, I don't want to come to the... Can I just come to the rehearsal? <laughs> <laughs> On the Thursday, I'll sit at the back of my own. It would have been, would have been lovely. But um, I had one particular visiting experience, which was a, a complete thrill for me. But you know what? I'm going to leave that on uh, what I like to call a cliffhanger. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. I, uh, yeah, so I went visiting, and I went visiting the house of Emily Dean. Never. It was quite an honour. I've known Emily for a long, long time, (laughs) and she's never, ever invited me back to hers. Wow. And I've I've had many theories about this. He thought I was Miss Havisham. I thought there was something going on. Yeah, I thought there was there was a cobweb-covered wedding cake in one corner, which he'd there was the up. makeup stash, which we'll get to. Yes, there was a map. That was phenomenal. But anyway, <laughs> I thought there must be some sort of double life that's being kept from me. You know, I don't know if you ever used to watch Top Cat. Top Cat. Oh yeah, do you remember Top Cat yeah, cartoon? But yeah, Benny yeah. the Ball in that, I remember in oh. one episode, <laughs> he told his parents that he was a millionaire financier in the in the in the city. And so when they turned in up top in Top Cat, he didn't, he didn't mention is that? he didn't mention they lived in bins. Yeah. And, uh, and Did more, you think I lived in bins? No, no. But that, I'm, 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 this is a, it's an, an analogy with okay. Benny the Boar. And Benny the Boar, I mean, you know, they, and they wore minimal clothing in Top Cat. Or top, top, well, top Cat wore a waistcoat and a straw boater. That was it. And he no was, underwear. No underwear. No. No. Uh, so Benny the Ball's parents come and all and Top Cat and his gang have to pretend that, that Benny is a rich person and they all work for him and that's it. And it was that you know that you must have seen that in other in other oh, yeah. sitcom. Yeah. So I common thought, conceit. Yeah, so I thought it would be some sort of double life. I'd get there and Emily worked in McDonald's for all the <laughs> for all the finery. There'd be at there'd be an island M- McDonald's. You know, two stars. I'm not saying she's <laughs> failed there. <laughs> But um, it was actually, it was lovely. It, oh. was, it was a lovely flat. So your and, uh, expectation was 
you know, it was going to be awful, and it was nice. <laughs> what do you mean? You thought I, it was going to be I awful? Think I, was, I actually got a bit nervous about it. Did you? I Can I tell you what I got nervous about, Frank? What was that? I'm just going to be honest. I, I wasn't at the time, but now we have an audience, I will. Oh, good, yeah. When uh, I made you a cup of tea... Oh, yes. ..you held on to that tea like a trophy. You wouldn't part with it. And I felt it was because there were no coasters, yeah, and I thought put, I'd let you down with the coasters. You put me in one of my ultimate <laughs> dilemmas, because I cannot... I cannot operate without a coaster. coaster. I cannot put a hot cup of tea onto a wooden surface or any surface. But that's right. That's right. You don't want rings on your coffee table. No. We got a tour around the boudoir, but I, you stalled at the ensuite. Yeah, well, I do. I always back off from a, a toilet on the. Uh, <laughs> it's an ensuite! <laughs> no, but on the. Uh, when you get a tour of someone's house, I did. You know, when you, it's always a weird thing to get to someone's house and they'll say, I'll give you the tour. <laughs> and you yeah. go around like it's, you know, Shakespeare's house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I, I actually found myself, I cannot believe, I never, I, I try so hard not to lapse into cliché, but um, I did find myself using the phrase, it's a nice size, at one point. <laughs> did you Can say I you That was about a room. Yes, it was. Yeah. And you saw my makeup stash, Frank. Uh, yeah, this is something I wasn't expecting. When I thought, because I know that, you know, obviously, so... Uh, Pride in appearance is a big thing in Emily, and I, I knew there would be makeup right. there. I was expecting um, it was a bit more industrial quantities than I expected. <laughs> it like was hand in blicks walking around. It was in yeah. It, what, that's what, that's, that's, yeah, I was looking for the smoking lipstick. <laughs> it was um, it was in Tupperware containers, which is practical. Mm. Labelled Tupperware containers. I think one was called various tans. <laughs> I like that. All the grades. <laughs> they were all neatly labelled. There's yeah. blushers slash bronzers. But let me make this point before we move on. Mm. When I say Tupperware containers, mm. some of you might think of those things you took to school that would basically take two sandwiches, an apple and maybe a Twix wedged. Yeah. yeah. Wedged to give stability to the sandwiches so they didn't move about in the satchel. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, I do. I'm talking about <laughs> if you're going on a family picnic... <laughs> That kind of... I'm talking about, like, eight or nine inches deep Tupperware containers. I mean, it was it was a mountain of mm. makeup. Yeah. I, I could stage the average West End musical <laughs> <laughs> just using Emily's Tupperware containers. It was, yeah. it was a revelation. Oh. But um, I don't know why, because you're so beautiful. Naturally, you don't need it. Oh. He ended so the actually, insult actually, with a compliment. You've actually misspelt beautiful, Em, on that note. <laughs> so um yeah it was exciting though and and thrilling and uh, what i resisted doing though my girlfriend mm. didn't why do people do this is you meet someone you have a nice time and at the end you say i had a really nice time that was great you know it's brilliant great to see you big hugs you get two minutes down the road you get a text saying exactly the same thing Mm. Why do people do that? Why do people do that? Why is that? Because they care for you, Frank. No, but we already—I <laughs> said all that. It's called love. I said all that. I don't want it in writing. I don't need. It's not a legal thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say. Don't try and deny that, Hog. I've got it in writing. That's all I'm saying. Is that all I'm saying? If that's all I'm saying, this is going to be a lousy show. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to start. I, I don't. I don't want to end this link. Well, I, don't know how, I don't know how to help you out of it. The adverts are coming, and I can't face it. There's been a text <laughs> message in about your hair. There's been a text message about my hair. Yes. Perhaps you can tell me that while we're listening okay. to this. <sighs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio.
we heard from the general public? Yes, we have. <laughs> um, and in fact... You know, you know when you think, have I put the volume up? <laughs> <laughs> I've been having that feeling. Uh, Frank, it's, we've had uh, word in from Nathan Taylor. I say that like I, I know him and he's an old friend of ours. Mm. Uh, but the subject line intrigued me. It was called Things That Annoy Me. Well, this, this could be a long one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he says, I just want to throw my hat into the ring as a follow-up to the umbrella discussion on Wednesday's Not The Weekend podcast. Oh, Frank yes, discussed it's... his hatred of umbrellas. Well, it wasn't mine, actually. It was my, my, oh, girlfriend's, Kathy, my girlfriend's anti-umbrellas. I'm, I'm, I'm pro. I'm pro, uh, pro-gamp. Pro-umbrella. Pro-bomber-shoot. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> These are all names for umbrellas, can I point a out? A bomber-shoot. <laughs> a bomber-shoot and a gamp. Look them up. Google. <laughs> Nathan says, I cannot stand small children dancing. It just okay. makes me cringe. They're always rubbish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is, that, is that true? <laughs> no, I'm to- totes with you, Nathan. No. Yet overexcited parents encourage it. Typical scenario is a wedding just before the night kicks off. Little Timmy, oh, was it 1973? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Normally about three to five years Jimmy. old, wearing a waistcoat is dancing poorly and being rewarded with excited parents clapping and taking photos. Oh. We should not reward poor performance, even at that age. <laughs> secondly... Strict. Cruel. I actually think Nathan and I get really get along. Um, secondly, don't take your children to a wedding. You can probably guess I'm single, angry about the wedding and barren without child. With that rant over, I bid you all good day. You see, I think you have to let people take their children to a wedding so that the bride and groom's children have got someone to play with. (laughs) (laughs) There you have. That's a 21st century link (laughs) here on Absolute Radio. Um, Well, I know know what they mean. It's that moment when children in suits are dancing to the Beatles. Oh, it's a bit Fantasy Island. I don't like that. I think it's brilliant, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, because they're small, they're in suits, it looks funny. The scale's out. <laughs> oh, it's funny, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's got, it has a comedy to it. Oh, the worst sure. thing I saw, Frank, was uh, I believe it was Will Neely and Bruce Forsyth's child, JJ, in a tuxedo baby grow. I just oh, can't tolerate yes. that. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, oh, I, I'll yes. have to do a list of uh, <laughs> the wrong things about that whole image. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well... Um, well, tuxedo baby grow is cool, isn't it? You have children. Do you dress them up? Yes. Oh. Yeah, I dressed him up last weekend as a skeleton. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> it, it looks funny. Well, for it's what? A... For, for an event? For a picture, just for my phone. <laughs> 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 You're one of these people who send those those bumpers that you get after the adverts when you're watching uh, X Factor. <laughs> who people think if you put a small child in sunglasses, it's the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> You're right. You yeah. have, you've got me pegged. I do think. Do you know they make baby sunglasses now? Babyators, they're called. Babyators. Babyators. Excellent. So you would actually you dressed your child up for a photograph opportunity? Oh yeah, because I've got a skeleton costume as well. Oh, so you, you but it was it was a sort of mini mini me element to yeah, it. Exactly. It me and him and skeleton costumes. I just thought it looked. I thought it looked hilarious. It was like mini me the inside story. <laughs> <laughs> mini me inside the X-ray machine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I, that's lovely. I, I mean, I, you have something of a curmudgeonly air to you, um, but uh, thanks for sending that in. Mm. Yeah, you've, got to, you've got to let kids perform. It's like when I want, I want to watch... No, my, you must never let you kids must. perform. <laughs> Says the child actress. 
I saw <laughs> exactly. I saw my niece at the nativity last year, and she only had one line. And I thought it was brilliant. She messed it up. She was one of the kings, mm. and the first king walks out. I bring gold. The second king walks out. You know, I bring myrrh. And my niece walked out and said, "Frank sent this." <laughs> Oh. That was she did that deliberate. You told us, that. yeah, you did. You, I wish. That's such a setup. I think yeah, Steve was involved in rewrites. Although <laughs> <laughs> why King was dressed as a skeleton, nobody knew. <laughs> I think the, the, you can have fun with the pronunciation of mer, couldn't you? Mer. I bought you some mer. Some <laughs> oh, I could I could have got ten minutes out of that when I was a child. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, I'd, yes, li- I'd like to talk about a burgeoning bromance. I'm going to call it a bromance between uh, David Cameron and Barack Obama. Oh, yeah. yes. I've been loving it. Very tactile. Did you notice that Barack Obama was sort of adopting a slightly Brit lexicon out of respect, I felt? He said he was chuffed to bits. Oh, as there are, That was a bit Vernon Kay on Celeb Family Fortunes, I thought. Chuffed to bits. Chuffed to bits. The thing is, David Cameron would never say he was chuffed to bits. No. He probably didn't know what he was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to aim a bit higher on the, uh, on the food chain. <laughs> he should have said toodle pip or something like that. Tally ho. Sorry, Frank, you said a really strange text in which I have to read out. OK. I don't know whether this is a webcam fan. I hope not, because it's in 381 and it says, Not a decent face amongst you. Love, Igor. <laughs> oh, yeah. OK. It might be a faces for radio <laughs> yeah, might reference. Be. We're a triumvirate. Oh, so. We're a triumvirate of mingers. That's what we call it. It's a collective. I can believe yeah. it. It might be... Um, it might be a reference to... Because the mods were known as faces, weren't they? It might be. The really. mods, those guys on the scooters, were known as faces. He might be checking out our garb to yeah. see, you know, look for a bit of Ben Sherman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's gone, I'm disappointed. <laughs> I think this is... It's, it's, this is the guy who runs, I think, uh, Radio Mod Watch. <laughs> for, um, I don't know if you ever, ever read uh, that, those mod magazines. It's quite cruel, though, because Emily's face is all right, isn't it? Oh, I was waiting for you to say that. It took ages. Well, there's a flip side of the coin. I wore a Harrington jacket one week and he sent in some lovely stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's, Frank, all right. He's all right. Can we get back to Barack Obama? Um, I thought there was quite an awkward moment when he said about Sam Cam, very pretty. Did he say that? Yeah, which I thought was a bit khakis in the bowl. I didn't like that. Yes. Is, is Barack it... Obama said Sam Cam was very pretty. Yes, yes. Sam Cam, I should say, is Samantha Cameron, the wife of our Prime Minister. Sounds like some kind of camera angle you get it from, does, like, on the... Spring Watch or something. Yeah, the Sam Cam. <laughs> yeah, record in the corner. What did you two, as fashionistas in many ways, what did you both <laughs> make of the uh, the wardrobes? Well, i tell you what I didn't like. What? And I don't really... Well, I say I don't notice. I actually do notice... Um, women's clothes and in a in a in a way other than men often as years of watching fashion tv mm. i have been with friends buying clothes and they'll try and address and i'll say it's the thing is the line i don't think the line flatters <laughs> your line i love it when you do that and it doesn't have that the way the way the because it's line. high-waisted because it's high-waisted the pleats are, to me are a waste of time it's been it's been i have those kind of conversations Hazy midland's got quan it is <laughs> And and uh, Michelle Obama was mm. wearing at one point a, a volu- I'm calling them voluminous, a voluminous pair of white trousers. Oh, the palazzo I mean, pants. They, they, is that what they call? Mm. They, they, we would have called them Oxford bags, you know. Okay. Massive, wide, white trousers. A lot, a lot of material there. Really not ideal for a recession. <laughs> well, we're trying to save. We're trying to cut corners. 
But if you're going to wear, and I remember this from school when we wore Oxford bags, you need to wear a big, chunky platform with them. You don't want to wear a delicate, tiny... And she had these little, tiny, pointy shoes. Just Can coming, I just say, Frank, Just coming out from... You're buying on, yeah, Frank Skinner. Really? It's true. He's bang on. Right? He's totally it's true. right. It's it looked, it looked like It looked like a, a bat in a double bed. <laughs> <laughs> there was just two little points coming out of this big expanse of white material. And I thought, Michelle, no. Yeah. I said that, Harry Enfield style. Michelle, <laughs> no! <laughs> yeah, and also she's gone for a Gabrielle fringe. She lost an eye recently. <laughs> Was she expecting the Browns? No, but like, a, a like, like me, Frank, she might be wanting to save on Botox. You never know. There is that, yeah. yeah. Do you think just one side of her face <laughs> is crinkling? It's starting. Apparently, some people, they, they don't come on generally. They go on left to right, like really? handwriting. So the wrinkling starts on the left side of the face and works its way across. With the Chinese, it starts at the top and goes down. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So I was uh, I was disappointed, because I think of her as the more glamorous of the two. Not no. that I mean, they're both attractive women, but... And, and also... And I don't want to get obsessive about this. <laughs> but you but are. Sam Cam wore a belt... Repeatedly. She wore a belt, and I looked for the buckle, and it was not there. And and it was like she'd put the belt on, and then... Well, she's she... not a pirate, Frank. No, but she, even just a tiny joint, she'd spun it round, so the back of the belt yes. was showing forward. And I thought, yes, I've never thought of doing that. It's mm. a great idea. Stick around. Yeah. So yeah. you look like you're walking backwards when you're going forwards. <laughs> Clever. Yeah. Just fool people. Well, she needs to do something with her hair. Yeah. Otherwise, that, that's giving the whole game away. The thing that got me about Sam Cameron was that uh, everyone's going on, oh, she's got this amazing dress on, but she, she's still got the touch of the common people. She's wearing high street shoes. That's that. They and often... It, yeah. uh, I like the way you get a list of where the stuff came from. And she has an exposed zip. Did you notice that on the back of the uh, skirt? Yes, Sam I did Cam? notice. Exposed zip on the back. It's Victoria well, Beckham. It reminded me of the kids at school. If ever you, their mums replaced the zip on their trousers, they never got it to work, so the material covered the zip. <laughs> the zip was just there forever. It was the most upfront zip of all time. And that's how it worked. Like my mum had repaired Sam Cam's skirt, which she did not. <laughs> <laughs> not a good socialist like my mum. My mum was a caring social comment. I've seen her walk two or three miles to put dog excrement through a sex offender's letterbox. <laughs> <laughs> She cared, my mother, and no one would, uh, no one would take us away from that. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Oh, that snuck up on me, and now I'm eating banana. And I'm eating a biscuit, <laughs> Steve. It's over to you. I'm a pro. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Well, we've had an email, Frank. Hmm. If you want to hear that, it's mm. about uh, it's from uh, Ian Stewart in Kuala Lumpur. Ian Stewart, who occasionally played keyboards for the Rolling Stones around sort of the <laughs> Exile on Main Street era. I think so. Okay, I think so. <laughs> it's good he's still around. Uh, he says, uh, "Dear Frank, I'm a bit surprised that no one has brought this up before, but the show sign off if the good Lord's willing and the creeks don't rise. Yes, if I'm not terribly mistaken, is derived from 18th century American diplomat Benjamin Hawkins." Who went some oh, did Benny Hawkins? <laughs> Benny Hawkins. <laughs> Benny Hawkins. <laughs> Benny Hawkins was Benny from Crossroads. That was his name. <laughs> Benny Hawkins. Yeah. And described. You can check this out. Described on Wikipedia as uh, mm. the bumbling, semi-rustic <laughs> handyman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love a euphemism. So, yeah. Benjamin Hawkins. Yeah. So it's from the 18th century American diplomat slash bumbling 
domestic handyman, mm. Benjamin Hawkins, who, when summoned to Washington, wrote in a letter, God willing and the creek don't rise. The creek referring to the Muscogee Indian tribe that were threatening to revolt and not anything to do with water levels. Why did he call them the creek? That's a collective noun for a bunch of Muscogee Indians. Is it? I don't know. Because there, was, there is a tribe called the Cree, is there not? The Cree? Yeah. Is there? Yeah, I think so. I think there was a... It's all going to be a Discovery Channel here. Yeah, exactly. There'll be some uh, Native American experts uh, tell us about that. I, well, I don't know why you'd call them the Creek. There must be an... I'm happy to go with it. Frank, can I just ask who you Who was something? that from, sorry? That was from Ian Stewart, the keyboard oh, player. Of course it was. Yeah. In Kuala, Kuala Lumpur. Lumpur. Kuala Lumpur? Yeah. Sounds like a man who kills small furry animals for a living, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> John, he's a Kuala Lumpur. <laughs> <laughs> it's got that... Um, you know, my wife's just gone to the West Indies. <laughs> my wife's just gone to Malaysia. Kuala Lumpur? No. No, no, she went to her own accord. <laughs> Doesn't quite work, I mean, you Frank, there was a moment of tension with your manager. Um, he's here today wearing red. It quite suits him. He... Can I say, you're not the first person to have a moment of tension with my manager. <laughs> <laughs> but carry on. Um, he was, we were talking about your interview with Mark Lawson. Oh, yes, I was. I was. I enjoyed. Thank immensely. you very much. And Don't worry if you missed it. It was on BBC Four. <laughs> I say that by way of explanation. <laughs> but we were talking about the way you looked, and I think your manager had something to say about your appearance. Well, my manager found me up and said, I watched the interview, it was excellent, but he said, I think it's your worst ever TV hair. That's <laughs> <laughs> really? what he said to me. Well, of course, now I can't face watching it. I don't like watching me at the best of times. But, you know, when you hair like mine, it doesn't take much for it to go completely out of kilter. Really? Hair like mine, I've yeah. said since the It's thing. quite simple, isn't it, your hair? It looks simple. But, you know, perhaps I study it more than most. But there are days when I think, you know, it looks all right today. And then there are days when I think, bald. Did they, did they use product, Frank? I don't, I don't remember them touching it, actually. They were mainly working on powdering down Mark Lawson. <laughs> Is he shiny? Well, he's a bit... Uh, oh, yeah. He was... Uh, it was like you know when the, you know Jupiter has been particularly visible. Yeah. <laughs> was it Venus? I think Venus has been the most visible. It, yeah, he, he has a fabulous ethereal glow about him. Mm. Nice, lovely chap. Don't get me wrong. Meanwhile, don't get me wrong. Over in Washington. Oh yes. Oh yes. I'm not done yet on okay. those wardrobes. Uh, so you you think Sam Cam came out on top? Do you? Yeah, I think she dressed the best on this particular yes. thing. Yeah. You're right. Thanks. It's not an opinion, you're right. Thank you very much. Yes. Yeah. And did what did you think of the gifts, Frank? Well... Oh, they were brilliant, weren't they? I don't think anyone can top the try-too-hard gift <laughs> that Gordon Brown... Do you know what Gordon Brown gave Barack Obama when they last no. met? I mean, honestly, if you wanted to look up what a try-too-hard gift was, he got him a... And this is... A, I read this in the paper, but he got him a, a pen holder made out of wood from an anti-slavery ship. Oh, I mean, God, for goodness. Oh, what is an anti-slavery ship? How does that work? It's a trade union, strong trade union presence. <laughs> yeah, but, you d I mean, just let it, just relax about it, Gordon, for goodness sake. Don't bring up slavery when it's supposed to be, you know, tight table tennis. <laughs> Did you like the table tennis? No. That's I, what... I, I don't like to see politicians relaxing in, in any way. No. I don't like to see the jackets come off. I don't like a T-shirt over the shirt as well, like they're working at Jumble Sale. Do you know what they bought Gordon <laughs> Brown? What? They bought him uh, DVDs, some DVDs, when he went off. Oh, my God, that's <laughs> so cheap. 
That is so cheap. <laughs> they weren't even particularly relevant. They didn't get in Braveheart or anything. Box set of The Wire or something. What did they get in the Bulletproof Monk? One of those ones that you know someone had sent to the Obamas as a bit of a promotional <laughs> thing. And I said, oh, he said, I'll give that to Gordon Brown. That's yeah, yeah. Like, it's rubbish. Like passing off. And this is absolutely true. They weren't even in, like, UK format. They weren't Region 2. And, and so Gordon wouldn't have even been able to... I mean, it's such an airport gift, isn't it? It, might it like really got is. A, got him a big Toblerone. <laughs> a tie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Gordon. We miss him. This is Frank Skinner. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Steve Williams. Hello. Frank, stop all the clocks. Uh, Sean Williams has left BBC Breakfast this week. I mean, we've already... I know. I'm, it's I'm, it's terribly sad news. Well, I watched that, actually. I watched the last show. Did you? And I thought, I don't... I've met Sean Williams. I've done BBC Breakfast. And I thought, she's all right. I'm not bothered about it. It is a big story. For but I news. thought... I. I'm going to hang around for the. End. I, I quite would like to see the last moment because I want to see how she goes out. I don't. I don't care. I mean, she's you know. Well, that, that was like you watched the last days of GMTV. You yeah, enjoyed exactly. that. No, but that was the different. anarchy. GMTV. That was like ancient Rome for them. <laughs> they, they were getting away with doing anything on there. They just thought we're, we're going out, you know, with a bang. Who cares? But Sean obviously was a professional to the very end. Yeah. Well, you say that, but there was. Did you see that strange ritual they showed? Oh, yes, this is what she does before... Mm. Is it before every show? Or? Yeah, her and Hugh shake out their hands for... Hugh, Hugh Edwards? Yes. OK. Sorry, I referred to him in a show yeah, in a familiar way. Exactly. Steve, I'm presuming Steve knows Hugh Edwards. Well, of course <laughs> I do, Frank. You all know each other, don't you? You lot? Yeah. Of course you do. There's five of us. <laughs> yeah. Charlotte Church, you. Sean Williams and Sean Lloyd the Weather Girl. And we sit mm. around a table. Oh, she's Welsh as well. Oh, is it a Welsh thing then? That? They hold their arms out in front of them. Yeah. As if they, like when people used to imitate sleepwalking in the old days. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anyone's ever sleepwalked like that, it's in like, truth. It's like top cat sleepwalking. Yeah. Yeah. But I, t- I let the top cats become uh, a recurring theme today. In a minute, I shall take a, a coin on a small piece of string. Mm. There are teenagers listening to this going, this top cat thing, is it a drug of some kind? <laughs> <laughs> the noon word for meow meow? So they hold their arms out straight in front of them and then they just loose, like, do like a floppy yeah. wrist and shake their hands. And I, I th- I'll try that. Does it relax you? I'll try mm. it. It actually hurt me. <laughs> that's ageing. <laughs> that's ageing, isn't it? It really hurt my wrists. It was quite strange. It was a bit regional. I had to get a couple of copper. Workshop. I made some copper bracelets. <laughs> or maybe a wasp box. Have you ever seen those wasp boxes that they what use? Wasp Not box? easy to say a wasp box. See, I have, to, I have to put like a slight pause. Wasp box. I can't say wasp box because I use the, lose the P. Anyway, what is a wasp? People box? with arthritis, I think, used to use it. And if you got arthritic wrists, you used to have these little. They're like a sort of a a, a sort of a big bracelet, but with wasps yeah. in, like a like a like a cage, <laughs> a wasp a wasp cage bracelet. And you put them on, and they sting you really badly. It's they're alive. Have, oh yeah, they're alive. What kind of a bracelet is that? Yeah, well, you only wear it temporarily. Oh, right. I mean, I've seen people with the toilet seats with fish in there, in the top, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they actually do anything. There's nothing no. to yeah. the Do they eat the dry skin off your thighs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so they sting, and that the, the wasp thing is supposed to be good for the arthritis, yeah. That's it. Mm. Try, I'm not, can I say absolute radio? Don't, um, we don't push this as a cure. 
I'm just, no. this is a personal reminiscence. That's quite a strange ritual, though, I thought. I mean, I do a few things pre-show. I don't know if you've noticed, Steve. Frank, you may be more familiar. Mm-hmm. I um, I have to have my spot on the sofa when we're having breakfast. But that oh, yeah. Stunning in Oxfordshire on the M40, there are problems around... Sorry, I, 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 some of you will know I run a minicab company <laughs> on the side here. When I put the wrong headphones on, it's uh, it's uh, a bit of a disaster. Oh. Um, funny thing, that happened, I think, last week, and Daisy, the producer, said, Fuh, da, fuh, I'll never do that again. <laughs> Guess what? So, um, what were we talking about? Uh, uh, rituals. rituals. Oh, yeah. So another thing I do, I always like to turn the aircon to 21 for Frank. He loves it on 21. Yes, I... Oh, that Hol- makes him sound a bit diva-ish, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Holly Walsh pointed out, I don't say, can you turn the heating up or down? Yeah. I go, I'm cold! <laughs> <laughs> like some terrible medieval king. <laughs> and then look at Emily. 21! <laughs> I wish Emily wouldn't do that handstand though before the. <laughs> it's all right when she's got jeans on, but sometimes, honestly, I don't know where to look. I'm just loving the idea of people looking at me and shouting "21." That's made my day. Thank you, Steve. Yeah. So I, uh, what do I? I tell you what I do, and I yeah. did it this morning. I, um, if I'm going to do a show of some kind, I, I have a mug at home. Mog. That's M-U-G. Is that, yeah, I was going to say. Oh, yeah. Mog. I thought you were saying cat. Mog. Mog. <laughs> I, have a, I have a cat at home. A straw boat, a waistcoat. <laughs> no, I have a, a, a mog without a handle. Which and, makes and sense. It never had a handle. I bought it in Japan at a baseball game. Oh. And it, has, it, was, it just comes without a handle. And you think, a mog without a handle? You wouldn't be able to drink the hot fluid. It doesn't make any difference at all. I've discovered from this mog that mogs don't really need handles. It's a waste. Oh. All that china that's used to make, make all those unnecessary handles could put another 5,000 public toilets in this country. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Surely a mug without a handle is a chalice. Maybe in your house. <laughs> but I, I, if I'm doing a show, I tend to drink out of that mug first thing in the morning. Oh, really? As a, as a sort of uh, my pre-show ritual. Oh. Mm. Anyone listening to the show might think, get a new mug. <laughs> but you know what I mean if you don't like it mm. so um, I, wonder, Mike, to... I also make comments on the weather girls wardrobe we always, always do that as I well I'm going to bring that up you're so cotty <laughs> <laughs> if anyone if any of our listeners have any sort of rituals that they do you know these weird superstitious things do let us know because um, I'm interested <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the bottom line I don't mean the bottom line with Mary Portis <laughs> Absolute radio. Yeah, rituals. So um, yeah. I always used to, uh, before I went on stage, I was in my dressing room, I always played either Johnny Cash's Ring of Fire or um, George Formby's If Women Like Them Like Men Like Those, Why Don't Women Like Me? Blimey, that is two ends of the rainbow, isn't it? But they're both, they're both <laughs> something to my serotonin levels. They, they make me feel so excited, both of those songs. Really? Yeah, I mean, really excited. I Do can't you explain. You can't imagine anyone getting fired up to George Formby. Well, spend <laughs> firing people you, up. You'd well, be what surprised. About, what about World he... War II? <laughs> <laughs> We'd a loss without George Formby. Dear. He was the, he was the, uh, he was what Roy Keane used to be to the Republic of Ireland team. <laughs> 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 I'm choking. Help me! I'm choking. <laughs> Sorry, that was a terrible, uh, terrible frog in the throat moment. 
Do you have any rituals, Steve? Comedians sometimes do, don't they? Yeah, I mean, I personally, I just... I don't really have rituals, but I just make sure my flies are done up. That's the thing always, you need is yeah, a that's... wardrobe malfunction. Yeah, I don't know. I'm glad of any comedy I can get. <laughs> Sometimes I deliberately, I deliberately undo them before I go. <laughs> Leave the flies open. Yeah, exactly. On the off chance, you know, if the other, if 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 the other act comes in and says, uh, it'll "Be tough tonight," I think it sounds like a, f- a flies open audience <laughs> just to get them warmed up. It's, I, I think I think rituals are more of a sort of sportsman thing, aren't they? They which I, I find was like Paul Ince. Remember Paul Ince, footballer who played for Man United and West Ham? The governor. The governor, yeah. Governor. Mm. Well done, Emily. And, um, oh, because that wasn't patronising. <laughs> I was just impressed. I'm no, like, Frank asked me last week, now, do you know what the technical area is? And that's I was able a, to respond. That's a reasonable question. Wow. It's like yes. saying to me, do you know what a kitten heel is? Yeah, and you do. I yeah. was impressed. I'd be insulted as well if you asked me that. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say that Michelle Obama's unsuitable shoes? Work it, kitten heels, mm. in case anyone was wondering. So, yes. So, Paul Ince, he, his superstition was he used to walk down the tunnel and he wouldn't put his shirt on. He'd always be the last one. He wouldn't put his shirt on until he left the tunnel, which, imagine, you know, fine on a sports pitch, but a nightmare on the motorway. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Isn't that because he had a brilliant... If I had a, a, I always think about this about footballers. I'd have my shirt off every two minutes if I got a good body. body like I'd that. be a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I would. If I'd, if I'd got a good body... There was a period, a short period in my life, I had quite <laughs> tight stomach muscles. Really? I, I did the sit-ups and everything. I know it's shocking, Steve, but I did. They, were, they looked quite <laughs> defined and, and good. And... Um, there was about nine pictures of me in the papers at premiere, so that lifted my shirt up. Really? Yeah, I just couldn't. I couldn't keep them in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I also, I, um, I've always thought that if I was a, a hard man, I would beat, I would beat three or four people up a day. <laughs> if I could, <laughs> the, the fantasy is that. The only thing that stops <laughs> me from beating people up is my inability to beat people up. <laughs> If I could do it, I don't think I'd be able to resist it. You know, you hear about these horrible thugs. You think, well, it's it's the temptation. But would you use that power for good? Would you beat up villains or...? I like to think I'd, you know, I'd beat up people, you know, people who I saw shouting at old age pensioners and stuff like that. But if it was a quiet day, I'd have to beat up some nice people. Just to fill your quota. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, once you've got a a taste for it, you uh, you can't be limited by circumstance. Do you never feel that? You're no, quite a but you lad. want to beat someone up? No. no. I feel that I, when I condemn violent people, I always think, but I'm a scrawny bloke. Can if I, I was a big, strong, muscular bloke, would I suggest I something tempted? If you feel like you want to beat people up, don't play George Formby before you go out. Why? <laughs> You're too fired up, man. <laughs> You're right. I blame George. It worked in World War Two. It's, it's, it's basically inappropriate in peacetime. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I've had a, a major blow. This What's week. happened? Well, as you know, a close personal friend of mine, the ABFC. No, oh, that's the Archbishop of Canterbury, Steve. Oh, right, OK. Just okay. FYI. Who lives... Uh, lives He's my neighbour, basically. Oh, is he? Yeah. It's so. like a sort of ITV sitcom in the 70s. It is, yeah. It, mm. well, what would it be called? The Bishop Next Door or something <laughs> yeah. like that. And, um... And, um... Actually, what would it be called? What about that for a sure. texting? I, I love that you paused because you were trying. Exactly. No, a sitcom about. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, about me living. A comedian lives next door to the Archbishop of Canterbury. What would the sitcom be called? Love mm. Thy Neighbour. Yeah, it's good. Biblical. Good I think that's gone though. Good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think good that's start. been taken already. Yes, um, taken and 
de- defaced. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, so I, I, I met him. I, 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 what I did, Steve, is on this show, I, I announced that um, I, if I could uh, have two celebrity friends, um, a male and a female, of my own choice, I'd go for the Archbishop of Canterbury and Tracy Emin. Really? Yeah. Extraordinary. That was my choice. <laughs> And I met Tracy Emin, and I said, I thought I'd come over and say hello. I was a bit nervous about saying hello, and she said, oh, but you decided to risk it for a biscuit. And I thought, I, you're not going to be my friend. <laughs> but um, I, the Archbishop I met, and he's a very nice chap. So um, I thought, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm sort of in now. I'm in with the Archbishop of Canterbury, and for a Catholic, that's, that's quite an achievement. They're yeah. actually yeah. friends. Well, I wouldn't go so far as it's, to say that. It's a bit Cagney and Lacey. There is. There's an element. I mean, I must have, I'm a sort of a half-friend. I suppose when I heard he was going to step down and quit being the Archbishop of Canterbury, I felt like Yuri Geller felt when Michael Jackson died. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was, that was my little contact. My little bit of contact with, you know, with the, 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 higher, the higher echelons. And it's gone now. And um, so he's, but he's leaving to concentrate on other projects, like when people leave EastEnders. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think he's got in, he's got interviews in LA <laughs> <laughs> for uh, for a Bishop Rick. Yeah. There. Now I don't know what he's 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 going to be. He's going a, to Magdalen College. He's going to be an aca- aca- academic. Um, yeah. So he'll be moving out. They're going to be the removal vans. But that'll be terrible when the Pickfords turn up. And mm. uh, what if I start seeing some massive ornate gold um, <laughs> candlesticks going into the, into the <laughs> delivery van? I mean, do I speak up or do I just say nothing? Frank zero two one. How about bless this gag for your sitcom? That's from Claire. Bless this gag. No. No. <laughs> but thanks, Claire. Thanks for joining in. Yeah. We'll find one. Well, we will. I'm, if, if we get a really good one, I'm going to write the sitcom based what? on the theory on this show that titles come before shows. What about Cardinal Sin? You know, there is a Cardinal Sin. That sounds Sin. a bit sleazy, though, Steve. There is, is actually an African uh, Roman Catholic Cardinal called Cardinal Sin. No way. That's absolutely true. I say there is. He might have passed away. <laughs> but, so, yeah, Cardinal Sin. <laughs> I don't think it's spelt S-I-N, though. I think it's short for Cynthia. <laughs> yeah. So Frank, who's going to replace idea. him is the big question everyone's well, asking well, on commercial radio this morning. Yeah. <laughs> who is going to replace? So who are the, the front runners? ABS? Who are the front runners? Well, so over to our religious correspondent. Well, um, I tell you the, the, who the news of. Have you, do you know that um, s- that sort of attractive female vicar with the big face? Oh yes, yeah. Yeah. she's been on all over. She says it looks like uh, it looks like Betty Boop. As a sort of a religious conversion. Oh, is she doing PR? Do you think she's doing? The job? She's, she's being asked. Uh, she's doing all the news shows as the you know the glamorous um, vicar. And is uh, she a, a possible front runner? No, no, she's no. B- Bishop all, of York all the way. All, all the male interviewers have asked her that in a slightly fir- flirty way at the end, okay. and she she flutters her eyelashes and goes boop boop <laughs> which I don't think is appropriate for a for a clergy. Clergy woman. Clergy <laughs> per. It's Bishop of York v... That, that's the Subo, isn't it? Versus Bishop of London is the diversity, really. Yeah, Bishop of York is the favourite. Um, John Sentamu. Mm. Um, a, a maid said to me last night, one man Sentamu, I thought. <laughs> what am I about? Um, he's the one with a... Ma- have you seen him? Yes. yes, I have, yeah, yeah. He has got the biggest gap between his front two teeth I have ever seen. Now, I've seen women, uh, you know, women often have that sexy women, and men occasionally, but he has got Oh, the this biggest. is the wife of Bath thing. No, yes. but it, it is, you could get another tooth in there. <laughs> <laughs> it, honestly, it's, the, it's like a badly drawn curtain, his mouth. 
And I think that you don't want someone, Archbishop of Canterbury, who's t- trying, supposed to unify a troubled church <laughs> whose, whose mouth uh, symbolises division. So, for me, that writes him... Also, he writes a column for The Sun on Sunday. Forget about it. This is Frank Skinner. We've had a... Uh, had a deluge. A deluge of, of texts. Re, uh, a sitcom that would be about you living next door to the Archbishop of Canterbury. Yes, what would that sitcom be called, is, was the question. 031. Frank, how about Mass Hysteria, for the name of your show? <laughs> Stephen Kent. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. I yeah. don't think they call it Mass, do they, the CV? Oh, dear. Oh, good point. Mm-hmm. But 937 says, what about Steptoe and Simon? Sermon. Step-toe. I was trying to make it sound like sun, but it didn't work. Step-toe and sermon. Yeah. Yes. Well done. Steve killed it. I, <laughs> I apologise. It wasn't your fault. It was my fault. No, I was talking to the listener. Oh. It was your fault. It was my I fault. agree with that. <laughs> Any more? We can yeah, Dan and Dudley, uh, Saint and Skinner. Saint and Skinner, that's excellent. That's good, isn't it? What about uh, 372, Never Mind the Cassocks? Huh? Also very good, brilliant. See, this is this is where our, our readers soar like mighty comedy eagles. <laughs> Frank, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Frank, mm? amidst all the Archbishop of Canterbury texts we've had in, we've also had one in from. Well, it seems to be from Tracy Emin. What? Um, I obviously won't read out her number. Tracy Emin doesn't doesn't listen to this show, surely. Well, I hope so, because I'm actually a fan. I'm saying that now. I think she's listening. <laughs> Frank, when was this? When was I supposed to have said risk it for a biscuit? It's something I might say, but not too seriously. Tracy. Oh, God, it could actually be Tracy Emin. I think it is. I think it is as well. well I'm mortificado was, for you. It was in the Ivy Club. <laughs> Not the Ivy Restaurant, but the Ivy Club. And I went over to tell her that I'd saw a, uh, a piece of art of hers in New York and it was her crying in a shower. And I told, went to tell her it was brilliant. And I said I was a bit nervous about coming over, you know, because you're Tracy Emin. You know, a similar thing happened to me with Richard Osman a couple of weeks ago. I remember it well. <laughs> and, uh, and she said, and you risked it for a biscuit. And then I completely lost my nerve and, and went away. Oh. But um, that's brilliant. If it is Tracy, I mean, it's brilliant. And if it's a hoax, that's also clever. <laughs> yeah, I respect that hoax, sir. Yeah, because a lot of hoaxers would have put a bit of a joke in. But, that's an uh, early start for a YBA, though, isn't it? A YBA? Young British artist. Come on, get with it. I, I imagine she's still up from last night. <laughs> uh, we've also had some texts in, haven't we, Steve? We, we certainly have. Your right, sitcom. With a sitcom. We've had one in from 990... Uh, Frank, idea for the sitcom title, Might I Borrow Some Sugar? Might, might, might. Oh, excellent. Uh, Frank, 937's on fire. Um, Last of the communion wine. (laughs) (laughs) Do they do that? Do they do that, the Church of England? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Do they? Okay. People will let you off. It's a format. No, no, it's it's format, but I want it to be a theologically sound. (laughs) We had another one from 937, didn't we, Steve? It was, uh, are you being purged? <laughs> <laughs> I, I really like that, but I don't know if it quite works, does it? <laughs> if I had our Keith living with me, it could be Bro and Williams. That's what it oh, could be Oh, nice. Fine. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, I'm still slightly thrown by the fact that Tracy Emin might listen to this. I, I, oh, if, I want Tracy. If it's a hoax, though, do tell us because I'd, 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 congr- like I'd congratulate the hoaxy. Would it be the hoaxy? No, I'd be the hoaxy, wouldn't it? Be the yeah. hoaxer. Yeah. Hoaxer. Mm. Bit of here's uh, here's something for you. A uh, bit of uh, African music. Now, I once did that. I was doing a show in my early days and I got a group of African people dressed in all the, uh, the traditional tribal oh, I'm getting outfits. nervous, Frank. Yeah, and they, and they came on stage. They came on stage and they sang... And very slowly, an enormous picture of Ken Barlow was lowered <laughs> from the top of the stage. And I always thought of it as one of my greatest jokes ever. Oh, it worked fabulously on, on the night. And then very, very... Re- this was probably 20 years ago, the show. Very recently, I actually watched it for the first time as it went out. And they'd cut it. So it sort of went, Oh, Ken Barlow! And the picture of Ken Barlow come down. And they completely murdered it. My joke was on the ground in a pool of blood. Writhing. Urine. Vomit. <laughs> aqueous and vitreous humour. And um, I was very upset about it. But mm. I thought about it this week when I saw in, in the uh, paper that yes. Ken Barlow, we have to watch how we phrase this on breakfast yes. television, mm. he's had relationships he claims with um, Frank, it's not breakfast television. I'm sorry to tell you. No, I know. So did I? <laughs> did I say television? Oh God! I had a flashback to the nineties when I was big. <laughs> Breakfast radio. I'm terribly sorry, everyone. And I, I mean, I feel a fool now in this makeup. <laughs> and Ken Barlow. No, no, I feel. Ken Barlow says that he uh, he's had relationships with a thousand women. Yeah. What? Over a thousand. Did he say over? Yes. The one I read, he said a thousand women. <laughs> exactly. Which, exactly. It's like like those people. You know those people when they put petrol in there. <laughs> those little clicks, so they get it exactly on the pound <laughs> so he carried on I mean towards the end when he'd lost all interest in the physical acts just to get it up to that round figure but maybe no Frank one was Elsie Tanner can we make one thing clear here mm. what he says one was Elsie Tanner was one at Ina Sharples Elsie Tanner was, uh, was a character um, Pat Phoenix yeah. from, who, who was in Coronation Street no longer with us mm. oh. right, and I thought well that's a bit of a coincidence isn't it Ken yes. yeah hey <laughs> I mean, I could say, oh, yeah, I've had, uh, I've had relationships with a thousand Marks. women. Yeah, <laughs> Gretchen Franklin. Really? <laughs> <laughs> that was her idea of pillow talk. But, um, I, I, it, you know, when I read celebrities who've, who've done these things with thousands of women, you always think, oh, well, you know, that's celebrity. You know, that's, for, mm. you know, that, that's how it is. That's, that, you know, the opportunities are there. With him, I thought, no, you didn't. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? So, Absolutely. No yeah. way in the world did that happen. Do you think he's lying, happen. Frank? I think four tops. <laughs> I don't mean four tops, as in, I'll be there. I think, no, I, don't, I, I just, it didn't happen. You don't believe his figures? Well, one of them was that redhead from Rosamond Street. Now, to me, that's, that's going into fiction, isn't it? <laughs> Rosamond Street was that place where they refer to on Coronation Street. They always say, oh, yeah, it's that woman from Rosamond Street. And you never see it. Oh, that was like Melbourne. and Oh, no, it was Brisbane or something in Neighbours. I love that you never see it, though. It's the cheapest set in the history of television, <laughs> Rosamond Street. It just exists in the mind. This is Frank Skinner. Absolutely.
Frank, we've had more texts in. Re the title of your sitcom with the Archbishop of Canterbury. 856, how about One Man and His God? That's Nigel and Chingford. Yeah, like how that. about uh, 735, listen to this. Living next door to Chalice. <laughs> That's <laughs> very good indeed. Yeah, Alan in Bristol. And Grass. Simon in Woking, and very simple. Of, bit of smoky, bit of uh, Rye Chubby Brown, all mm. mixed in together. Uh, Frank God. I like Frank the simplicity. God, that's it, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. I think that's the cast list. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Oh, I wish we'd have done this earlier now because I, I didn't get any texts earlier. And mm. I was I was thinking, oh, maybe this is it. We're on the slide. <laughs> <laughs> that's turned out all right. Can I say that um, I'm doing uh, thingy tonight? Uh, let's dance for okay. comic relief. Georgie, oh, are you? Yeah. Year. My plan is to be funny-ish rather than funny. <laughs> so let's see if I achieve that <laughs> tonight. And on Friday, I'm doing my swim for sport relief. Are you? What are you doing? Um, I, have to, I have to swim a, a, a length. One length? One length. I can't... Yeah, I know. That's what everyone says. But I can't <laughs> swim and I'm frightened of water, basically. Oh, well, yeah, then a length would be a... It's, it's, I still haven't done it. So it's slightly terrifying. It's going to be very, very touch and go. But funny to watch. Funny if I... <laughs> if you like watching a 55-year-old man in, in a panic fit, it'll be hilarious. Oh, yeah. And like I've that. had a few of those, I tell you. <laughs> oh, dear. It's, uh, it's been terrifying. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a go on Friday. And so... Um, I might cheer you on, Frank, with a little Union Jack flag. Yeah, if you want to sponsor me. Money doesn't go to me, it goes to uh, poor people. <laughs> Let's face it, they need a bit of help. So, um, so there's that. What else? Well, I'll tell you what else. We've had uh, an email in, Frank. Oh, yes? You've got a looky-likey, but don't get too excited. It's, uh, this is, uh, he says, I spotted Frank's successful bald twin brother on a magazine cover this week. <laughs> okay. Um, it was Director Magazine, which is a trade publication. Oh, I didn't see it. It turns out... Catch it this week. It's, uh, you look like the CEO of Saatchi and Saatchi. So there you go, Frank. Saatchi and Saatchi, was that that uh, cat and mouse double act on The Simpsons? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I did have a look at this, actually, and I, I looked did him you? up. Yeah, he's, and I, I was interesting because he does look like a bald me. But how can he be a lookalike if he's a bald you? Well, it's like mini me. That's like saying, how can he be lookalike if he's short? No, but they, they're both bald, mini me and, and the character. Yeah, but they're not both the same height. Yeah, You're allowed one. One shortfall in the lookalike, but one of the aspects, of and you then is you your justify head. that shortfall with the first word. So then you say, it, "He looks like a Chinese Brian Clough, or he looks like a bald Frank Skinner." Uh, yeah, okay, that's how enough. it works. Yeah, I'm glad anyway. we workshop that. Yeah. <laughs> the interesting thing was he was wearing a suit with a t-shirt on the picture, and this is something I've been toying with for a while. <laughs> could I get away? Could I get away with wearing a suit jacket and a t-shirt no. without, without looking like I'm in squeeze? No, squeeze. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's my. Uh, I'm going to try it one of these days but, uh, because I've got loads of suits. So every time you do a TV show, you get a free suit. I don't know if you know that at home. So I've got loads of suits, loads of T-shirts. I don't, it's a bit party organiser. I don't I'm, know what I'm, you're doing I'm going to try it. I might, I might go absolutely standing with status quo. You know the blokes that play for status quo that aren't in status quo that wear really white trainers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, jeans yeah. And, a, and a white T-shirt and a suit jacket. <laughs> I think I could get away with that. Anyway, look, not the weekend. I'm doing one of those terms and conditions apply. Not the Weekend podcast is available to download from Wednesday. That's us talking. That's a fair summary. Next is uh, Mark Crossley. And um, 
You know, if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back this time next week. Oh, and also if I don't drown on Friday. <laughs> but bye. But, but, oh, I messed up the last <laughs> word. <sighs> Frank Skinner.